All right, once again, you're tuned into the boys over at Man to Man on Dash Radio. We're excited to be sitting down with a young brother-in-law, a young stud in the wall. Um, yes, sir. You know, this guy is an up-and-coming singer from Seattle, Washington. We're not important on this episode. We're going to spit it to Daniel Proper Yates. Yates, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? What's good, man? It's good to be here. What's, what's going on with you? Not much. What? Tell me where you're at right now. You're like on a couch. You got some nice like modern art back behind you. What's What's going on? Where you at, dude? I'm currently in Vegas. I'm in an Airbnb. I just landed here this morning. I woke up super early, like 5 a.m. Um, but I'm going to the Grammys right now. They're having an upcoming artist Grammys. They invited me. So I'm just kicking it, man. Okay. I want to okay. ask you just straight good. off the rip. When you came on the Zoom call, you were like, like I'm in, you know, just landed in Vegas. I'm going to the Grammy. How did that even come about? So basically, my bro Cooper, I don't know if you've ever heard of the artist, the kid season, but he manages him. And he works like through marketing with some ambassadors that are running this upcoming artist thing through the Grammys. And they asked him to reach out for artists, you know, because it's their spinoff. It's the first time that they've done it. And Cooper's like, hey, this is my bro, Daniel. He signed to Mosey. Just check him out. And then they just like listened to my music and like saw who I was as a person. And then they just like formally invited me. They sent me an email and stuff. So then I was like, oh, hey. I'm pulling up. Did you say like, did you say no just because it was April Fool's and you're like, nah, I'm just kidding or? <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, I couldn't risk I'm it. I'm just you know? messing. Well, what if somebody's, all right, say somebody just saw you listen to your music one time, saw you on the street. Well, I mean, how, how would you describe your music? Who is Mr. Daniel Proper Yates? I mean, you got some bangers out right now. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you got going on, dude. Yeah, for sure. I would just say that I'm a human, you know? And I make music and I happen to be somewhat good at it, I guess. And I basically just want to play a role that is leading to like the youth. And I'm not even the biggest artist in the world, you know, but I strive to be that. And Mm -hmm. I just want to basically show anyone that this is possible. And me as a person, I don't know, I would describe myself as like 
don't know, intuitive, I guess. And when it comes to my music, I would just say like, it's kind of, you can't put it in a box, you know, you can't label a genre on it. So I would say it's random, bro. Because we were debating about it a little bit between me and Andy, you know, you're kind of a little bit of like a raspy rap and then you're kind of really soulful in some of your stuff. And it's just like, what are you, what is that like? You yeah, know, people ask me this all the time. Yeah, so um, what is that? What is that? Is that a new genre? Are we going to make a new genre for Property Yates or right. what? I, I have like three points to this. One, like I said, I would say me as a creative and me as a whole, you can't put a genre on me. But I would say for particular songs, you can, you know, like haven't seen you. That could be more R&B, more soul. But I would say like my newer stuff, like New Heights and Lord Help, it's like you said, it's a mixture of the rap and it's a mixture of the singing and it's a mixture of stuff that's never even been done, you know? Obviously it's been done, but not in this way. So honestly, that's something that I'm working on too, is just creating a new new genre. Whenever I record, I usually just listen to my stuff like for the whole 24 hours before I record. So my subconscious just feeds off my own music So it's basically a loophole, you know, because when you go into the studio and you listen to artists before it's subconscious. So you like kind of bring out whatever you're listening to. So if it's just you over time, it's just you, you know, and that's something that I've been working on. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting that you said that, because I feel like a lot of musicians, they listen to their stuff a lot of the time. But when they're cranking somebody else's, they'll go into the studio subconsciously and bring like their vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so that's well, something I try and stay away, away. Of. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just saying, yeah, that's something that I try and stray away of because I don't know, bro. I just want to, I just want to do me. But if I'm say I'm listening to like Justin Bieber or someone old like Stevie Wonder and I want to bring that vibe to the studio, then I'll do it. But I would have to really right. be like feeling it, like maybe listen to a song and then be like, oh, I want to make something like this. But for the most part, it's like I said, just listen to me. Would you say it almost benefits you to have more of an open, more of an opening style to you? Or when when it comes to musicians, do you want to try to find a niche? Is it better to find a niche sometimes? Obviously, with these big artists, you see them doing everything. That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I'd say it's both. There's pros and cons, you know? I would say, honestly, like, it's kind of a con because most artists, they do have a a niche and listeners can grasp onto that and you can just build faster, but in the same way it benefits you because you draw in people from all over the place, but it just takes longer to build. And eventually those people will learn to love you for you and they can learn to love all your songs because they're you. And then they actually see it, you know what I mean? They see the vision. So So what's your, what's your favorite then type of music? Is it really just based on your mood or what's your, like, if you could just, I guess a real question is if you had to write like a, a certain type of song or um, a genre, what what was your like has been your Ooh. favorite kind of genre or style of song that you've written? Well, before I even answer that, I listen to all music. I listen to Sam Cooke, Stevie Wonder, Thomas Rhett, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, Sofago. You know what I mean? But yep. I'd say it comes in moods obviously but it also just comes in time like if it's in the summer i might be bumping like some country you know but right. recently i've been listening to a lot of like sofago ssg kobe mixed with like justin bieber and like 
old school stuff like uh, Sam Cooke and stuff, which is funny too, because I literally just, I don't know if you know who SSG Kobe is, but I literally just ran into him on the plane. Yeah, he's, the a, same he's, thing. A, he's hard as fuck, dude. Yeah. I just ran into him on the plane and I, and I was listening to Caddy before I even saw him. So I dapped him up. Yeah. I was like, yo, I was lis- literally just listening to your song. He was cool. And we're about to link up at the Grammys and stuff. So that's cool. I remember one of my homies showed me SGK like last summer and he was like, bump this, dude. And I was like, this shit is way too hard for yeah, me. Yeah, he's hard, I can't bro. do all this. <laughs> yeah. This guy's screaming in my ear right now. I don't know if I should be crying or what's going on, dog. Um, yeah, no, nah, he's what? so hard. He's so hard. Let's just talk about like growing up, dude, musical background, inspiration, and um, just kind of how long you've been doing music and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so my dad's actually a musician. And he's pretty old. I'm only 20 years old and he's 62. So you see the gap. So I grew up on older things like Everly Brothers, Sam Cooke, like very, very soulful, you know? Um, So I actually, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be anything like my dad, not because he was a bad person, just because I wanted to do my own thing, you know? Kind of just like, you know, you know how it is. Um, Yeah. So growing up, I wanted to do like sports and stuff. And then when I was 15, he had all the recording equipment, but it was from the 80s. So I had no clue how to use it, especially at that age. And I was just singing around my friends to the radio. And my friends were like, hey, bro, like you have a good voice. You'd actually sing. And I kind of took it as a joke. Like, oh, yeah, like maybe we can record. And so one day we were just like, should we just record? And then we tried it out. And I just fell in love with the process of it. And then before I knew it, I saved up money at a job and went to my first studio when I was like 15, 16. And I'm 20 now. So I've been doing it for like four years and it just kind of evolved. So was there ever a a moment then there that was like, I'm going to like pursue music or was it just? Oh yeah. First day. First day. First day. I'm one of those people where it's like, because a lot of people can say, oh, I'm going to be an astronaut when I grow up. I'm going to be whatever they want to be, you know, but most of the time they don't do it. And I was always someone that was like, nah, if I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So when I was 16 saying, I'm not going to college, I'm going to do music. I don't care how long it takes. I actually meant it, you know? And I think people see that now because I'm still doing it and this is my career, you know? But there, from the day I started, I knew I was going to do it because I just fell so in love with it and it just felt right. Then how did the uh, the signing with Mosey then? Like, how did you elevate your game up to, to getting connected with him and, and Charlie and those other guys? Yeah. Well, with Charlie, that's just my bro. We're from Seattle together. Yeah, he lives like 10 minutes away, but I didn't even frill know him. Uh, mm. my One of my best friends, Brennan Solness, shout out him. He engineered Blueberry Fago. And Charlie went to him because he'd just be recording artists in the city. And he actually reached out to me and said, Hey, listen to this kid before Charlie was anything. He had like a thousand followers. And I was like, Oh, he actually has a lot of potential. He wasn't what he is now, but I was like, wow, like this kid's good, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. so I reached out to him and we, we were just cool ever since then. And we kind of elevated together because I wasn't anything either. And then for the stuff with Mosey, I grew up in the same area as him. So we actually went to school together, but he was very shy and he's a year below me. So I was cooler with his older brother. Like we would hang out and stuff since a kid. Um, and then Mosey blew up da, 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 before I even started making music. 
And then I started making it and I was never the type of person to be like, Hey, yo, like I make music now, you know, fly me out. You know what I mean? Like I was never like right. that. So, uh, I kind of just let it happen. And he just recognized me through time, you know, cause he's from the city he's tapped in. But basically right. what happened was 2020 December, he was back home for the holidays in Seattle and I play Xbox with his older brother and mm -hmm. I would just send him music and stuff. I didn't even know Mosey was there and he was just playing my, my music out loud. And then Mosey was like, who's this? And then Noah was like yeah. Daniel. Cause he had knew, known me from school and right. he was like, Daniel, what? So he hit me up and he flew me out and, and it, I was, I got a one way. I thought I was going to be out there for like a week, ended up staying yeah. there for like four months with like seven outfits um with max my manager and yeah. yeah bro it was just history it was just great vibes out to uh, uh la or yeah going yeah, out to yeah. Where? yeah he flew gotcha. me out to la i was just gonna ask you just the process in which as i guess we've talked to a couple i guess charlie is a good i guess example and then there's a couple other like younger artists i i would say <clears throat> Um, probably under the age of like 25 that we've talked to. I, I guess my biggest like question is like, where do you find like your passion in terms of keeping it going because you're so young until you get like really popular? Where's that, you know, passion come from? And yeah, is there a way? These to are great questions, by the way. This, these are really good questions. Um, honestly, bro, if I didn't get paid, if no one listened to my music, I would still be doing it. I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to the love for it and the passion in general for music for me, for you to be podcasting, you know, just like talking to your bro, you know, I like doing mm -hmm. that too. So it makes sense for you guys. And for me, I like making music. So it makes sense for me. So at the end of the day, like I said, I would do it if no one listened to my music, but I don't know. There's also times where it's in the industry in general, you have the highest highs and the lowest lows. So some days, like today, I'm at the Grammys, you know, I'm mm. like with all these big people and I'm like doing an interview and I feel good, you know, but tomorrow I might be like, oh, like, I'm so underrated. Like, when will people understand, you know, so it really just goes up and down. But I think if you're just meant for something, then you're just meant for it. And I truly 100% believe that I'm meant for this. So I just ride it, ride it out, man. So I guess the follow up to that, if you was a career that you, you know, without music, what would you be doing if you were writing music? <laughs> you had to pick something. What are you doing if, if, you're, not, if, if you're not writing music? If there's just, Working if I could be an artist. If there's no music on the world, what what are you doing? What is, what is proper Yates doing if there's no music? I'd probably do, I'd probably do something in fashion. Um, mm -hmm. I actually styled a Rita Ora music video like a couple months ago. Oh, so nice. I kind of like to dabble in everything, um, but I'd probably do something in fashion and I look super bad right now. I haven't even <laughs> shaved or anything, but yeah, probably fashion. We're on that, uh, that SPF dude. We all need it. Um, <laughs> talk about, talk about making relationships and connections as a musician, right? It's, I feel like it's such a saturated market trying to put your name out there. Talk about just meeting new people, especially where you're out there in Los Angeles and right there in Vegas is a good example, right? How do you stand out and how do you make it also not sound like you yeah. know, you're an annoying ad person? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Dude, honestly, just being yourself. Like, Man. I mean, living in LA is a huge perk, of course. 
in Seattle, it's like everything's online and anyone could be like, oh, who just DM me? Oh, this loser. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless they're really like kind-hearted people and they are out there. Dude, the DMs, Max tells me this all the time. The DMs are actually insane because everyone's on their phone, you know, yeah. and it's a 50-50 chance. If they say yes, they say yes, and they could lead you to more people, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would say living in LA is definitely a perk for me because you can go to a party or you can be at a restaurant. And dude, I met Tom Holland the other day and Jamie Foxx, like That's randomly right. at a restaurant. Yeah. So, you know, I'm at the Kid Leroy and stuff like you'll meet these people just randomly and it's mm-hmm. up to you for what you do. At the end of the day, we're all people. We're all humans. You know, it's just like you and I talking. So you just go up to them and you're like, hey, I really like your stuff. You know, you can tell if someone is like an ad, you know, right. like a little bot running around and <laughs> listen to my stuff. Listen to my stuff. You feel me? Right. Um, so I'd say just being yourself and just being confident in what you do. You know, mm-hmm. basically act like you're on your love their level and right. they respect you. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about your. Yeah, your I was going to say the single, right? I was going to say let's let's transition to the new All single, right. man. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. Proper Yates, tell us about the the single that you just came out with, New Heights, day after my B day. Shout out Pisces oh, gang. Belated, um, bro. Dude, appreciate it. It's a fire song. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about that song, and then we'll talk about what you got coming up at the end of April. Yeah, um, that song. I actually just freestyled it randomly. Um, I was about to work with these producers at this studio, and I wanted to warm up. So I was like, hey, just throw on like a Sofago type beat or something. Ended up all working out. Like the producer already followed me and stuff. I didn't know who he was. Um, shout out Ziggy K, actually. But yeah, I just freestyled it. Made the song in like 10 minutes. And then it, I ended up loving it. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah, it's one of those songs that you can't really put in the genre. You could label it as rap, you could, but there's also some singing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like what my like what I like about your music because I'm. It's just you don't. There's not like a certain like I guess lane that you get, and it's all from, you know, from like you said, from like what I said even early, like the raspy rap and the the singing and stuff like that. But with this song, I guess another thing that I see through artists is like they're telling a story and especially being so young, you're kind of telling a story from what your, you know, your life is and how how you're getting bigger and stuff like that. And I think this is a good song that kind of sees like it's coming through. So talk about kind of just you starting to maybe even subconsciously feeling that you're starting to make it you're at the grammys for you know hex like yeah so what's that like all been like for you just kind of growing as an artist yeah um dude it's crazy it feels like a blessing i i always am thankful for whatever i have um but at the end of the day i'm still just like a nobody you know no matter how big i get um, so I always feel like I, I can do better, but there is times where I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm here right now with these people, not worrying about a single thing, you know, when some people have to do things that they hate for, to live paycheck to paycheck, you know? So I feel very blessed. Um, it's been crazy. Definitely. It happens so fast, but when you're around people that you love and you're doing things that you love, it just feels easy, bro. I don't know how to describe it. No. Well, I mean, it's, how do, how do you see how do you see your songs getting better and that's probably not the best way to ask the question but 
No, that's a good you know, way to from, ask the question. From, from over time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where, where have you seen yourself improve? Okay, so from over time, not from now to the future. Well, it can be both. Yeah. And then where do you, you know, how, how can you see okay. yourself advancing, you know? <clears throat> so from where I started to me now, bro, I'm so much better. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Dude, and the crazy hey, from, say from like the last year, like the last year, you know? What 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 you makes make- you say you're so much better? What what start us from the beginning of like why it take us like through a little bit of like why and, and we ain't talking about equipment, you know what I'm saying? No, no yeah, 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 No. What what Actually, do you- most of my songs are recorded in my room, but basically I said that and I chuckled at that because I, I listened to stuff like that I made when I was 16 15 and i picture myself where i was when i made it and dude i thought it was so hard like i i thought i was so good you know and that that comes along with that confidence thing but and i still think i'm good and maybe i'm crazy like i still think my older songs are good um mm-hmm. and i mean that in the most humbling way as possible but i don't know dude it's just funny to look back at like some of the lyrics i was saying and like how the times have changed or like I was talking about this person or you know what I mean just cringy things that anyone could self-reflect on and be like oh why did I say that you know so so in terms of how have I gotten better I think one I sing all the time now so I think I've gotten better just vocally like maturing my vocals I was going through puberty at the time and stuff um yeah just maturing my vocal yeah exactly bro um, just maturing my vocals and lyrically, I think that I'm a lot more just mature. I just have a, a different mindset that I did when I was 16. You know what I mean? Right. Different well, you, ways right. to put different things. I want you. All right, you have a homework assignment after for after this interview. You're gonna you're gonna go okay. look up a song on YouTube. It's called "Only in the Night." And you're, okay. you're no, your boy, do not do that. Dude. Your boy do uh, not do that. Andy was on there rapping, so I want you. No to way. A, a radio no, record. no, we're not. My rap game <laughs> started and ended very quickly for a very good reason. We were all trying to just rap. spit, dude. No, but no, it's funny though, because like when I listen to like our first episode, I'm like, we're so dull, like, you know, there's no enthusiasm, you know? So I was just curious as, as if to where you were like, no, I put more of like a, a voice into my songs, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, but you probably already, sure. I don't know if you've had that as a musician just to begin with, but I'm just curious as a like, it's just more, I don't know what it is like, just no, more bro, songs. for sure. I take that literally too, because obviously I'm recording my voice. So you need ump. Um, sometimes I'll listen to like periods or eras of my songs and I've changed a lot as a person in the last four years. So in certain eras in certain time frames, I sound different and I'm, I'm talking about certain things and sometimes I'll listen to my stuff and I'll be like, uh, why can't I record like that anymore? You know? And I realize mm-hmm. that I'm going to look back where I am now and be like, Oh, why can't I record like that anymore? You know, we always just change. But I think there was a moment when I was just like, I'll be like whispering on songs sometimes or like it comes back to the confidence thing, you know? And I'm just like, you know what? I made it this far, like for a reason. So why not just take this to the next level, add energy, you know? And obviously for certain songs, it doesn't make sense if it's slower, if it's sadder, you know, but yeah, there, I definitely take a different approach when I record now. And I think it just comes back 
to the confidence thing, like I've said like five times, but yeah. And then what do you, what do you bring into this new song? You got another single drop in April. Do we know the, the title of this song? And then what do you, what do you bring into this song? Yeah, it's called Purpose. Um, this, this is one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded, actually. I was just in San Francisco. Um, what am I bringing with this song? I'm bringing my whole heart. This song really means a lot to me. Most of the time I freestyle when I record, but I actually wrote the song out and put the time into it. I'm singing a lot, um, a lot of emotion, you know? I think it's a perfect song to yeah. just listen to in silence you know it's not might not be the best party song but yeah i was gonna ask you a little bit about um just your process of writing then you said you sat down and actually wrote this song um i mean compared to actually just going in there sometimes a freestyle how do you like you know sit down and decide that you're going to write a song like that then you know is there a a reason yeah i mean why I mean, honestly, when I was listening to the beat, it just felt like I needed to tell a story, you know, and it felt like I knew what I wanted to talk about. Honestly, the only part that I wrote was the hook. Um, And then I kind of just went from my emotions off of that. So I didn't technically write the full song, but normally I don't even write the hook. When I say write, I mean... I knew what I wanted to talk about. I had a plot. So I started writing ideas down and then I just went off of that. When I usually record, like for new heights, for example, I just went in the studio and I was like, I cut the look. So you don't got to worry about it, you know? And then I just went far, 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 far. And that's how I usually record. But for purpose, it was a little different. Like I experimented with this word or I experimented with this melody and I just kind of created a masterpiece over like some time, you know? It took actual time. What have you learned the most about marketing yourself over the past couple of years? I've learned that if you don't make TikToks, you're losing it. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Hey, plug the TikTok. Is it just the name? Uh, Daniel Proper Yates. Go tap in. Yeah. Daniel, D-A-N-I-L-P-R-O-P-E-R-Y-T-E-S. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw that in the description of this episode. Yeah, sure. let's Thank talk you. about that, man. Is to just Because I know a lot of people are gravitating more toward TikTok. And yeah, dude, I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. Um, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to pride. You know, no one wants to make a TikTok. Who wants to do that? You know, you're better than that. That's what I thought um, until I realized, like Charlie, for example, like, look what he did. You know, he charted globally mm-hmm. from a TikTok, one TikTok right. that took 10 minutes to make. So, yeah, I basically just saw the the numbers and I saw the transactions it's very transactional. Like if one video goes up, I've experienced it myself. You'll go on, I'll go on my Spotify artists and there'll be 15 people listening to it right after that video. Um, and that's Spotify alone or like Instagram, a video will go up. I'll just be scrolling and okay. it'll flood, you know? Yeah. Do you see your followers in different areas of platforms Uh, compared to maybe another, areas. like, you know, maybe like do you see are you talk about your fan base i don't know where i'm going with this honestly my fan my fan base is mostly women honestly (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> more loyal on TikTok or like Instagram or are you responding? Oh. Do you respond to your fans or how does that work? Oh, I respond to everyone, bro. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Um, mm. I like to respond to everyone because without them, I'm not me. Um, right. So I just like to be nice, you know? And in a couple of years, I know it'll reflect on me. Um, right. But yeah, when it comes to <laughs> who my fans are and stuff, on TikTok, yeah, definitely mostly women. I'd say on Instagram, it's probably a little more half and half. It's probably leaning on the women's side. Um, mm. I think that just comes with the music I make, though. Right. You know? I want to ask you a little bit about maybe some future, I guess, goals in terms of like, you're putting out some singles. I know that. Um, what you have albums in mind? Are you strictly going to sit there and just release a couple more singles, or how many songs do you have unreleased right now that you're just kind of sitting on? I have over 500 songs unreleased right now. Jesus Christ, dude! Over that, maybe like 600, <laughs> 700. So dude, I gonna, record a lot. We're going to get um, an album. Is that in the yeah, in the, sure. the plans or what? I want to drop an album within the next two months. Okay. I'm very big on like having a conception. Is that the right word? Yeah, that is just having a plot and a theme mm -hmm. to it. So I don't want to just throw a whole bunch of random songs in and just call it an album with a random name. I really want right. like a driven scene and a driven topic, you know, and a, right. a meaning to it all, especially when I put in so much blood, sweat and tears into this. So mm -hmm. yes, album coming soon. I would say within the next two to three months. Um, but for now, I'm about to just drop Purpose You to Does and then maybe an album after that or maybe one more single and then an album. Any features we should be expecting? I'm going to have Mosey on it. I'm going to have Charlie on it. Um, nice. I think that's it. I want to just keep it cool, simple, subtle. Yeah. And let the music talk for itself. I love it, man. Yeah. What about... Um, so... <laughs> What about audibles? No, I got, I got to go. Uh, what about boys. audibles? Tell us, tell us story. Audibles. I, I've really never heard of them. They produce music, a lot of music for Justin Bieber. And yeah, we're connected those are my them. boys. What, what's actually, the story behind them? I'm linking up with them tonight. Actually, they live in Vegas. Oh, okay, word. Yeah. Who are so they, this, and what's your connection with them? So they produce a lot for Justin Bieber. They produced Intentions. They mm -hmm. produced. A couple other songs on on that whole album they produced honestly a few songs on every justin bieber album i think after either believer journals which is i mean like 2013 um and oh yeah this story is actually crazy i'm glad you asked about this basically i was listening to a song on journals which is one of justin bieber's albums it was like an album that he made when he was going through the jail stuff and like you know like his quote-unquote bad guy phase um mm. and that album didn't actually even get promoted he just randomly dropped it on apple music and didn't drop any cds or anything and mm. it's always been my favorite album because it's kind of just like a different side of him and i think he's like iconic you know um right and i was listening to this song it was my favorite song on the album and i'm like i need beats like this so i posted it on my story i need beats like this and max looked on title you can check to see who engineered the song and who produced it and he's like oh it's the audibles like we have a few mutuals i'm just gonna dm them so he actually mm -hmm. ended up dming them and they re just responded like i said the dms are so powerful 
And he just responded and Max sent them a few songs and they just really liked what I was making. So they drove from Vegas to LA and we had a session at Mosey's and it was just great vibes off rip. And yeah, it kind of just happened so naturally. And those are just my, my guys. Now we have some stuff too. They're, they're so talented. Talk How about, do you talk about yeah, building connections real quick? Yeah, I mean, I, that's a connect right there that you no for sure. Have, yeah, you know? Honestly, for honestly. sure. How many uh how many beats have you listened to in your life? And then how do you pick what kind of beats you like? And then how you many, throw them on the singles. How many beats have I listened to in my life, bro? Yeah. How does that even go? Do you pay for a beat or like you does some like a producer send you a beat or something? And you're like, yeah, I, I want this beat. I'll pay for it. Like you it can really take a percentage just, of it. It really just depends. It really just depends. Um, if it's like, I mean, when I first started out, I'd go on YouTube and look up tight beats. Um, mm. and then on it, bro, like it's bad to say, none of this music is out anymore, but I would just like download it and just like post the song. Cause I didn't even know what I was doing, you know, um, right. over time you build connections with producers that you tend to work with more. And I started just doing that building connections and working with people kind of one-on-one so we just i don't have to pay them up front it's more just building something together and i'll just give them a percentage that's like the standard industry but if it's just online like if it's a small producer i'll just like maybe buy outright or just like you know figure something out with them but most of my songs that i have out right now i know them like in a not just like a business relationship you know like kind of on a front level Right. I mean, I'm sure you're getting sent beats all the time and you're like, yeah, that one's cool. That one's cool. Have you ever missed out on a beat? Like, you know, have you ever heard somebody else use a beat and you're like, damn, that song went fire for a second. I could have snagged that guy. Bro, actually, yes, this did happen to me. Uh, happened to me. Have you heard Haven't Seen You by me? Maybe. I don't know. It's like, I was listening to a ton of songs. I, I got to go say, back. Just... <laughs> yeah. But Listen so that like song, fifteen of your songs in the last like twenty four hours. So like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so so that song I made in twenty nineteen, and I was like, wow, this is such a hit. I made it with Brennan, the guy who who uh, engineered Blueberry Fago. Um, and we were just like, wow, this is such a hit. We got a hold on this because at the time in my career, I just literally wasn't anything. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I held it. And then next thing I know, next year, the song blows up and it's at like 10 mil and it's the same beat. And I'm like, no, like, but I reached out to the producer and apparently the guy didn't buy them like exclusively or something. Like it was a free beat, quote unquote. I don't know. I honestly don't know. My manager figured all that out. But, but basically the producer just like already followed me and he liked what my music. So he let Mm -hmm. me still drop it. But, that is something where I was just like, oh my God, like I missed out. I should have just dropped this. Right. You know? And that's another like that reason happens. why I just that's another reason why I just do like uh one-on-one like friend producer stuff. Because if you right. go on YouTube, you don't know who's made a song on that beat, you know? Right. Actually, that's happened a few times where where like other artists will use a beat and then I'm just like, oh, well, that could have been a hit, and now it's just gone, you know. Charlie takes the beat or something, blows up. You're like, fuck, my God, friend, dude, let me my, get the back real quick. My friend Isaac Jacuzzi, shout out Isaac. Yeah, like we had like a little, a little uh, 
disagreement on this beat, like this producer who's from Seattle. Um, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he was like sending us the same beat. And then I was going to drop the song and he's like, Oh wait, well this guy's on it. Like he was beat shopping, which is like oh, a, gotcha. a huge red flag in, in the industry. Like if they do that, you just like, you know, right. It's like, bro. Well, well, fuck that guy, dude. You know, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah, yeah, yeah, it's all love. Um, Liam, you got any good questions over there, dude? I got one. I got one last one for you, and we can wrap it up. I know you're kind of on a busy schedule here today, but I guess yeah, yeah, the the biggest question I I usually tend to ask people just kind of just get to know who they are as a person, but um, kind of just what what do you what do you see yourself? if you could in the next like five years, what's, what's your goal um, for, for proper Yates in the next five years? Honestly, I see myself being the biggest artist in the world. Um, do you have any, I'm like, going to. do you have any like personal goals? Maybe let me kind of like, narrow that is my, per- bit. that is my, that is my personal goal. Okay. Like not yeah. even, I'm not even fronting. Um, I'm going to do it, but I'd say shorter goals. Um, it doesn't really have to do with numbers, honestly. It just really I want it. Yeah, numbers. Like, I feel like a musician got to be a numbers guy. I'm uh, not a numbers guy. I'm really not really. a numbers guy. I don't really care. I'd rather have people like it, and I'd rather have people really feel what I was saying than it to get a whole bunch of streams. You know, anyone can get a whole bunch of streams. Um, mm-hmm. Is there but, maybe a, a place you want to go, or you know, that's a good question. When it when it comes to life. Within the next five years, honestly, bro, if we're just talking about me as a person, I would say I want to be married and I want to have maybe a kid or two by then. Oh, shit, dude. At 25? Yeah, at 25. You said you got a girlfriend, right? Maybe like one kid. Yeah, yeah, I do. She's right here with me. She just she just got her Chick-fil-A. But um, yeah, I want to just, yeah, I would say it comes down to just like more life. I want to be married. I want to have properties. I want to have maybe just one kid, you know, Um, I want to have a home that's in my name. I want to have a really high credit score. I want to have no debt. I want to make sure my family's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. Totally, man. I I love that. It's a humble guy. All right. I got a question for you real quick. Um, Fashion, you know, boys trying to step up the game a little bit. Check us out. dude. Ugly as fuck. All right, so what what you nah, got, dude? Bro. Like, what are the fashion tips? What are the fashion tips? And then uh, give us some of your favorite brands. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> get what I'm doing here. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, get some, write it down. Okay, <laughs> some fashion right tips. now, boy. <laughs> some fashion. Tips. Dang, that's hilarious. Um, like for for I mean, it could be you know anything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Ah. <sighs> I would say don't be too trendy, um, but don't be too out of the loop. Like I would say, for example, like black jeans and a black or white t-shirt that fits good on you with some Air Force Ones. Like that'll always look good. You know, I'd say a big part of it is shoes. People could have anything could look good if they have the right shoes, you know? Right. I think oh, you just described my my outfit going out, Liam, every single Friday, Saturday night. It's all just black. Yeah, like, I think yeah, that's dude, I good. Um, my favorite, a couple of my favorite brands. I mean, dude, that's so hard. That's so hard. 
Obviously, I love Chrome Hearts. Um, one of my all-time favorite brands is Bape, just because I kind of grew up on that. Um, and then just like higher fashion, obviously, like Louis and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I like rocking a, a lot of local brands and people that reach out to me and send their stuff. I try and like, like help who? people out. Um, Royal Surge is, is super dope. Um, dude, there's been so many. I'm literally blanking right now. That's okay, awkward. Um, let me go on my phone. Hold up. You you got all that written down, Andy? You, you got it in the notes? Yeah, I mean, but keep it, you know, like, I ain't getting no Louie, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm yeah, yeah, to bail yeah, my yeah, credit yeah. card over here, dog. No, oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll sit there for 15 minutes looking in the mirror saying, all right, do I go Ooh. with the, the black jeans or the black rib jeans? I'm like, they're both, they look the same to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Superficial is the super cool brand. Um they're in Los Angeles. Super dope, guys. Super cool. Um, yeah, dude, kind of just a whole bunch of local. Royal Surge is from Seattle. Uh, Ruby Lane Apparels from Seattle. Skunk Gallery, my boy. Yeah, just a whole bunch. Cool. Yeah. Tap in with we'll that. Super in, cool. Yeah, we. I mean, you know, trying to step up the game a little bit. We'll have to get you in some uh, some MTM gear, brother. No, um, I'm down, bro. Give me drip up. I'll actually rock it, bro. Dude, fuck yeah. That's what's up. All right, man. If you don't got anything else, Liam, I think I'm good. This was fun talking to you, man. I appreciate you kind of Where are you guys located? Where are you guys located before we get off? I'm in Nashville, and we're both from Nashville. Okay. But, yeah, Liam's up in Indianapolis. He stayed there after he played college ball up there, so he just stayed there. Okay, cool. I I, I knew you said you are from there. I didn't know if if you lived there still or anything. That's lit. That's fire. Yeah, come, come sometime, yeah. Come yeah, bro, I'd, time, love to. I'd love to. Um, everyone's moving here, dog. Especially from from LA and you know all the big cities, Chicago. I bet New York. I bet it's crazy, dude. Well, cool deal, man. Proper Yates, Mister Proper yes, Yates, young stud in the wall. <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot going on for him. Look at him; he's at the Grammys right now, and um, we'll be looking out for you, dude. Anything else you want to just plug in real quick before we get out of here? I don't even know. Good looks. Thank the, you for tapping socials. in. Yeah, just my socials. Honestly, just have a good day. Just whoever's listening yeah. to this, just have a good day and vibe out. It's not that serious. Yeah, Fuck yeah, man. We're going to keep breathing out here, man. All right, well, you enjoy your day, brother. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you, bro. Yeah, tap in with me. Have a good one. Appreciate it, man. Like what? Yes. Yes. My emotions don't get past tense. If I die right now, would you say you miss me? Cause if you did it, I'd be up in heaven Trying to send a message You don't get it, girl, you never got it You want me forgotten I don't get it, girl, I was all that you needed But you left me I've been texting all these other girls But they just love to flexing What am I supposed to do? I can get over you You remind me of the moon Nothing shine bright like you oh, oh. If I die right now, would you say you miss me? Cause if you didn't, I'd be up in heaven Trying to send a message You don't get it, girl, you never got it You want me forgotten I've been thinking about you for months now They've been talking about me for months now Who do you believe in? Is it them or is it me? Tell me
homie, this is season If we link, we be 17 again Riding around in the Jeep again Skirt hop out to meet some friends And wake up, do it all again Back then we were more than friends But told everyone we were only friends Wishing we could rewind, rewind, rewind Yeah If I die right now, would you say you miss me? Cause if you didn't, I'd be up in heaven Trying to send a message You don't get it, girl, you never got it You want me forgotten Oh, 
these dumbbells on one I just want this count and cake and count like thumbs on Oh, would you want on my wing in the front of the jet with the wings while we kiss on the dashboard? Fuck me, she mad for me. She just been jealous of you for some time now. You should be mine now. Don't do the lights out. I wanna see you till it's bright out.
the one for me but you won't even think and that's the problem your imagination left when you left me but i ain't tripping pretty soon you'll be with thee i don't write all these songs just for people to listen cause god gave me wisdom why i'm in this position about it baby i might be crazy lay with me baby i think we should set the mood